You're listening to A Regular Guy, and this is Astrobiological, bringing you the universe in plain human. Leading in with From Dust to the Beyond by God is an Astronaut. Great band and an even greater sound. Check them out. Who am I? I am a regular guy, and you're listening to Astrobiological, bringing you the universe in plain human. What are we talking about today? Jump ahead a, uh, a century or two, or maybe even 50 or 60 years, maybe even sooner, to the moons of Mars. And just imagine standing, as well as you can, on the surface of Phobos, the largest moon of Mars, looking down. Sons of War, the view from Phobos. The crackling airways reverberate with the ethereal radio noise of the universe. You're sitting cross-legged in fine regolith, staring out into the big empty. You reach down and tune your receiver on your spacesuit, trying to lock in to some broadcasts from Mars. It's pretty quiet down there today. Traffic is slow. There sure as hell isn't too much happening here today. Not even commercial vessels hover over the skyline of this tiny moon. Phobos is alone with its thoughts and its Martian soul. And so are you. It's a good place to get away. When you're after some quiet time, you don't mess around. Mars is a hub of busy busy. There's a melting pot of factions, corporate, government and private explore and carve it up. Maps are being drawn down there. Maps of the future. Jump ahead a, uh, a century or two, or maybe even 50 or 60 years, maybe even sooner, to the moons of Mars. And just imagine standing as well as you can, on the surface of Phobos, the largest moon of Mars, looking down. Sons of War, the view from Phobos. The crackling airways reverberate with the ethereal radio noise of the universe. You're sitting cross-legged in fine regolith, staring out into the big empty. You reach down and tune your receiver on your spacesuit, trying to lock in to some broadcasts from Mars. It's pretty quiet down there today. Traffic is slow. There sure as hell isn't too much happening here today. Not even commercial vessels hover over the skyline of this tiny moon. Phobos is alone with its thoughts and its Martian soul. And so are you. It's a good place to get away. When you're after some quiet time, you don't mess around. Mars is a hub of busy busy. There's a melting pot of factions, corporate, government and private explore and carve it up. Maps are being drawn down there. Maps of the future. Mars rolls slowly beneath you. Phobos' orbit brings it close to the red planet. With a semi-major axis of 9,377 kilometers, Phobos makes a closer approach to its parent body than any other satellite or moon in the solar system. By contrast, Phobos' little brother, Deimos, has a semi-major axis of 23,460 kilometers. If you were standing on the surface of Mars, you might just see Deimos as a point of light. Something like the folks back on Earth see Venus in the morning and at dusk. So, why Sons of War? American astronomer Asaph Hall inadvertently discovered the pair in 1877 after pushing from his wife, after which Stickney Crater was named. He had a penchant for ancient Greece, as it seems. Phobos and Deimos were the sons of the Greek god of war, Ares, Mars of the Romans. Phobos meant panic and Deimos meant fear. They sounded like a handful for their old man. Now, 
The universe is a gift. What else can it be? Every day seems to bring something new and completely interesting. Sometimes you need to hunt for it, sometimes it's right there, hiding in plain sight. You've been known to have a fascination with the phenomenon. You never thought sitting up here on this nondescript pile of rubble could be so interesting. All alone with this incredible vista, you look down at Mars and think about tossing your tickets back home out into space. It wouldn't take much. Here in Phobos, you are your own launch system. Phobos is the ultimate destination for weight loss. Back on Earth, you weigh in at just over 100 kilograms. Here, on this tiny little rock, you weigh just over 60 grams. That's right. You and your little sister's black and white kitten weigh the same right now. How cute. It makes going for a walk tricky though. In the first few years of the Great Mars Rush, Phobos was a hotspot. Stickney Crater, that six mile wide basin following at one end of the moon, became an overnight spaceport, with a great big station becoming a sprawl of impossible architecture in a couple of years. People being what they are, they didn't really look before they leapt, literally. Rescuing floating space tourists who become new Martian moons became a profitable cottage industry. Magnetic birds won't work here of course, the terrain is almost entirely regolith. That's powdered rock formed by millennia of impacts. In fact, gravity on Phobos is so low that with every step you carefully take, a cloud of dust slowly puffs up, taking several minutes to descend back to the ground behind you. You're holding onto a handrail, one of several hundred which stretch for collectively dozens of miles around the moon. These handrails were the workaround some bright spark came up with in the early days. They are all that keeps you from watching yourself out into the big empty. Because gravity is so light, you can't really feel the terrain. Probably if you weighed your actual 100 kilos, you'd sink into the several meters of regolith beneath you. It'd be something like dry quicksand. Beneath all that are voids, a handy feature of the moon. Phobos is actually about one third in empty space. It's a feature of the moon's formation. Back when Mars was in its infancy, something huge crashed into it, like an interplanetary T-Rex. Welcome back. That was Age of the Fifth Sun, again by God is an Astronaut. Let's keep going. A lot of Mars was kicked up in space, forming a secondary cloud of dust and rock around what was left of it. Some of this matter clumped and glommed together under gravity's inexorable pull, and moons formed. Phobos and Deimos are the last survivors of these Martian offspring. They are literally piles of rubble. Imagine you're an extra in a disaster movie, where a building has collapsed on your head and you play a survivor, trapped in the rubble. All the bits of the building don't fall down in an orderly manner. This would be an entirely different universe if they did. Just imagine physics lessons. Anyway, survivors, trapped in the fallen rubble. Girders, chunks of concrete and twisted metal have fallen randomly, strewn in a completely chaotic heap of mess, under which our film extras wait for the heroic star to pull them out. Phobos is like this. Chunks of randomly shaped Mars have simply fallen together, resulting in an odd honeycomb of dark, empty caverns and spaces, now used by humanity in this hypothetical future, which is rapidly filling them up with the detritus of colonisation and industry, even living quarters. Like some bizarre sentient ant colony, humans hide on the ground here, it's a refuge from some crazy space radiation, the same as that which is bombarding and frying electronics down on Mars. Mars is virtually zipping past. Phobos has an extremely fast orbit. Right now, you are sailing on the red planet, 
completing the orbit in just over seven hours. Deimos, all alone out there, lags far behind, making the journey in just over 30 hours. You're holding the handrail tight, but part of you wants to let go to reach up for the red planet. It really is moving fast, now that humanity has arrived. To paraphrase Kim Stanley Robinson, author of the Mars Trilogy, once Mars was a dream, now it was a place. That's all for that post, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, some little insights into mainly Phobos, it's my current favorite. And uh, so there's some pretty cool stuff going on with uh, Mars and Moon exploration at the moment. The Japanese space agency, JAXA, is currently putting together a mission to not only explore the moons of Mars, but to return samples of Earth. All right, good luck guys, uh, follow them on Twitter to keep up with their progress and mission updates. And uh, anything new from them, let's just check their Twitter feed. Uh, Martian Moons at JAXA. When it comes to the Martian Moons origin, are you team capture or team impact? Models by researchers uh, think Phobos and Deimos could have been formed during an impact with Mars, creating the moons from Mars and impact the material. Yeah, I tend to be team impact myself, uh, but there, there are those schools of thought which uh, give equally plausible um, hypotheses uh, for the capture scenario that, that is uh, Phobos and Deimos uh, simply uh, captured asteroids. That's, you know, who knows? Uh, the things seem to be swinging towards team impact, but uh, what do you think? Impact or capture? I'll be interested to know. I uh, hope you enjoy that uh, post, by the way. I've got many others, um, which I intend to either put you to sleep with or get you thinking. chill out transition there bit of a coffee shop groove um before we go uh part of the reason i'm doing this podcast is not only to uh just blab about science and stuff things that i'm interested in but part of the part of one of the many uh i guess constructive criticisms i receive uh in the comment sections of my youtube videos are that i talk too fast so i'm using this podcast to teach myself to speak a little bit more slowly and clearly and I I'm playing back stuff that I record and it seems to be legible to my ears but uh, I hope hopefully it's getting through to you guys you listeners um, that my speech is not too uh, garbled and I don't mumble too much it's uh, been a lifelong curse I'm trying to really trying to break free of it it's almost like having a stutter I guess um, same sort of thing my brain just moves too fast for my head sometimes well, all the time actually so but it uh, actually it feels good just talking like this and um hope you're enjoying these uh podcasts of mine uh they'll become more structured as time goes on i'll i'll develop a format over time and um yeah hope i just want to make this work and uh this will be done in conjunction with my, my blog and the YouTube channel and the Facebook group. Um, yeah, I want to talk about life in other worlds and explore that and, and make it something that people take an interest in because um, it's 
it's not a, it's a niche topic I, I understand that and it's but it's interesting and it doesn't have to be um, boring and academic it can be um, fun and accessible as well and that's what I'm trying to do um, whether I'm talking about exoplanets or missions within the solar system or observations of other worlds or techniques for finding exoplanets or even sometimes I may talk about my my the mechanical aspects of making my YouTube channel um, how I do videos or how I do these podcasts or my thought processes uh, there's a lot there's a lot to talk about it's my channel and my um, social media ventures aren't just about boring people with science it's all about just uh, sharing a creative process with people so I want to share with you and um, I'd love it if you share back so anyway that's enough of me uh, I am a regular guy and you have been listening to Astrobiological bringing you the universe in plain human. I'll talk to you later.